Hello, lovers, and happy new year. Welcome to the Nutrition Nuptials podcast, where we help couples go from a me to a we with their health and wellness. I'm your host, Mandy Enright, a registered dietitian who hates diets, and I'm doing this today and every show with my co-host and hubby, Taco. Hello. And happy new year, Taco. Happy new year. Yeah. Well, before we get into today's show, which is all about goals couples can set for themselves in the new year, I wanted to share that if you are looking to create some solid, healthy habits for either yourself or as a, as a partnership together, then you may want to head over and check out my new 21-Day Healthy Habits Challenge. So this is all about ditching the New Year's diet and creating solid habits for yourself and your home. If you join the challenge, you're going to learn some serious, solid meal prepping skills. You're going to get a 21-day plan that incorporates those prep meals and also emphasizes exercise, hydration, and sleep. And you'll get a plan for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You get a free shaker bottle, woohoo! access to a photo tracking app where you can track your meals and workouts and get feedback by yours truly on all the above. There's a 21-day exercise challenge to go along with it because exercise and nutrition are the marriage that make a healthy lifestyle. And finally, there's an online accountability group where you can chat with other participants. All right. Yeah. Party time. Absolutely. So for more information on that and to register, you can head over to nutritionnuptials.com slash healthy habits challenge 19. And I'll include a link to this in the show notes as well. So sign up, say goodbye to diets and hello to habits. And just a quick plug, if you are a patron of the Nutrition Nuptial Show, you will receive a discount on your enrollment based on your support level. So head over to patreon.com slash nutritionnuptials for info on how you can become a Patreon supporter. Do it. Yeah. And finally, we are looking for couples of all relationship stages to share their stories with us to be featured on our social media, the blog, and maybe even on this podcast. So if this sounds like you, email us at podcast at nutritionnuptials.com for more info, and you can tell us and the world how you're living your best life ever together. All right, let's do it. And on with the show. Music. It's the Nutrition Nuptials Podcast with Taco and Mandy, where we're helping couples learn how to live their happily, healthfully ever after. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. We've taken a little bit of a holiday hiatus, but we're welcoming the new year in with a new episode. Let's do this. Hey, Taco, did you get a chance to enjoy some time off over the holidays? Yeah, I did. Uh, I got to unplug for a little while, which was nice. And it seemed like everybody else was pretty much in the same boat, at least with it, amongst the people that I work with. So uh, so it was good to kind of reset and get ready for the new year and get ready to work. Yeah, I, I love the Narnia that is Christmas week because everyone is pretty much in their own realm. And like you said, everyone's kind of unplugging from anything work-related and trying to spend some more time with family and enjoy. Mm -hmm. um, I've probably seen a million memes come through about like that week between Christmas and New Year's where you don't know what day it is and all you eat are cookies. Yeah. And I mean, even there was a day where I was like, oh my God, I should probably check my emails and make sure that there isn't anything going on. And I checked and there was literally like no nothing going on. I didn't have anything business, actually business related. So I think everybody was pretty much in that same boat, which was great. And then even coming back the first couple of days, things were still pretty quiet. Like, uh, but I have a feeling it's going to ramp up pretty quickly. Yeah, that that first week back, especially like you know the the, the day or two after New Year's, where everyone's kind of still in like that food not, coma, not a hangover. It's a food. It's holiday, a holiday hang, holiday hangover. Holiday coma. Holiday coma hangover, yeah. and you know we're all just trying to get back into it. But yeah, something about like that second week where it's like, and then everybody realizes, oh my god, we got to do this stuff. We got to get back to real life. That's right. So with that, New Year is here, and this is definitely a time of year where, um, you know, as a dietitian, we start to see everyone and anyone talking about every magic diet plan that's out there that's going to melt away all the holiday cookies that you ate over that week between Christmas and New Year's. And What wonderful magic it sounds like. It's, it's, I hate to say it, babe. Things that are too good to be true are, in fact, too good to be true. 
especially with with the weight management, because unfortunately, as you said, you know, they're magical. And yes, you might lose a lot of weight, but the unfortunate thing is you can't maintain a lot of these diets. You can't drink weird juice cleanses for the rest of your life and you can't drink shakes and pills and or cut out major food groups or cut out major food groups and number one, be happy and, you know, feel satisfied with it. And the unfortunate part is that once we go off of these, because, you know, these these diets are so focused on this is what you need to do now to lose weight. Now, it doesn't help prepare you for, you know, quote unquote, real life. Or what happens, you know, in April or May, if you even stick to it that long. If you make it to January 15th, I'm pretty impressed. So, yeah, it's really about, you know, getting more into into the habits. And you heard me mention in the intro about the 21-day Healthy Habits Challenge I'm doing. And it's really about that. It's it's building up habits that are sustainable, that are going to teach you, like, real-life skills that can keep you healthy rather than, you know, these magic bullets that, um, you know, don't work and unfortunately set us up for failure. Yeah. I mean, from my perspective, with a lot of those things, they cause immediate results because they're they're caught they're creating a dramatic change in your body chemistry, and your body like finds this way to like react to it. And how it usually reacts is it's like it, you you lose you know some fat tissue, obviously, but also probably some muscle tissue and things like that. So uh, I think a lot of times people look at the number on the scale and equate that with success. But to your point, it doesn't sound like it's or often it's not very sustainable. Right. And like you were mentioning, um, a lot of times what these, you know, magic fix diets are really doing is you're losing water and muscle mass mm-hmm. and things we don't want to be losing is muscle mass. That's right. that's really important. And yeah, the number on the scale will change. But unfortunately, it's, you know, it's a deeper we want to look at all all of our body composition together. So that's why it's important to work with a registered dietitian or a qualified health professional to help get you towards your goals. Dietitian plug. <laughs> you mean the guy who the guy from your gym, like the random guy uh, who has like uh, nutrition advice, like who doesn't have any credentials. You don't want to go to him and learn no. about how, how what supplements to take and nope. all of that. No, everyone's an expert. Except they're not. Right. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So with that being said, Taco, do you ever make New Year's resolutions? I can't think of a time where I ever have. It's not really something, I mean, like if if you want to set a goal, set a goal, right? If you want to change something, then change it. I don't think the calendar, like I'm not the type of person who looks at the calendar and goes, oh my God, now I got to do something. It's like when you identify that there's something you want to do, then just do it. I mean, that's for me, right? I understand why other people do it and why the calendar is important maybe to them and how it can be something that kind of gets people thinking differently uh, or thinking about what they want to achieve or do differently and things like that. So I understand for other people. For me, it's never been, I I can't tell you of a time I ever made a resolution. And it's not, I'm not not walking back on like, oh, I made a resolution, I didn't stick to it. I literally, I mean, you and I were talking earlier, you can't even think of a time where I said out loud, like, this is my resolution, or I said, I'm making resolutions or anything like that. And uh, I plan to be the same crappy person a year from now as I am right now. So uh, I'm not going to I'm not changing anything that because the calendar changed. I still love you, even though you're a crappy that's, person. Wait, that's what marriage is about, right? Love despite the flaws, not necessarily because of them. Hopefully you can you have tolerance for my flaws. And I and, hope it's the same. And vice, I hope, and, I hope and it's reciprocated. Versa, and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, typically like the two biggest, I know you said, you know, it shouldn't be about the calendar, but, you know, there are factors that people tend to look at. And probably the two biggest times of year where change starts to happen, number one is right now, the new year. Mm -hmm. And the other time is typically at that back to school September, Mm -hmm. um, because it's kind of like that, you know, fourth quarter mentality of, you know, we got to push through and, and, you know, get those goals to the end of the year. Is that more common just among students or do you, do you see people like adults? No, I've definitely seen, no, too? I've definitely seen among adults too, because I think, you know, we work really hard to, you know, quote unquote, look good for summer mm-hmm. and then summer comes and then, you know, you got barbecues and outdoor happy hours and maybe, um, you know, go into a few more events than you may be going to right now in the winter time. And, um, 
maybe our nutrition isn't always top of mind Mm -hmm. during that summertime. And then, you know, that all ends. And I think that's when people are like, okay, it's time to get back on track. No more barbecues and hot dogs and hamburgers and beers. Um, So, yeah, no, it's definitely not just a student thing um, with it. It's it's been uh, what I've seen over time. Um, I will say, though, from a student aspect, definitely like that spring break time Mm -hmm. is is another time where people tend to get like more preparation for spring preparation for spring break. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like basically anytime between the the new year basically now through uh, through spring break. Yeah. So I've definitely seen lots of people that are like motivated to like look good for spring break mm-hmm. and even like like adults too like teachers and teachers uh, like to go on spring break too i know <laughs> we go on spring break and we're not even students <laughs> or teachers i guess i didn't really think about that but that's true we do tend to hit head south uh in around the mid early to mid march time frame um May I remind you, you have like the douchiest shirt that you had made that says like spring break 2017. I, I forget it's what probably it was. 17. Yeah. No, oh, it's I, so douchey. It has like no sleeves. It's like it's in like awesome. graffiti font. It's yeah. like something you would totally get on like the Jersey Shore boardwalk. Oh, well, I basically got it the Clearwater version of the Jersey Shore boardwalk. It says spring break tw- like 2017, like you said, Clearwater Beach, Florida. Can we put a picture? We- Do we have a picture of it? Uh, <laughs> We can take a picture of it. I don't know if I'm going to be in it. We right, can definitely take a picture to, of we'll it. We'll put a picture of it and put it put on it the, show, in the show, notes. show notes. And you guys can vote on the level of douchiness <laughs> of the spring break 2017. I'm not doubting. I'm not. I'm not doubting that it's a completely douchey shirt. <laughs> so if uh, your goal is not to wear douchey shirts this year. We'll show you an example that of a is, douchey shirt. That is not my goal. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm going to make a resolution, it's to double down on douchey shirts. Oh, man. This is what I have to look forward to all year long. That's right. So a lot of folks may not be making necessarily resolutions, but it is a time of year where we're, you know, as, as a couple, maybe starting to think about changes or things that you could do differently or work towards. Um, a lot of people I know start to look at their financials, especially because we start to work on the taxes this time of year um, and health as well. So what I wanted to do on today's show was to talk about just some realistic, sustainable goals that couples can work towards. Not just necessarily for January, the new year, but, you know, I'll throw out some ideas and maybe in April you're think, you know what, that's something good we should we should work on. Let's go for it. Yeah. Um, so I posted on my blog uh, for the new year 10 goals that couples can work on together. So I'm going to share those 10 and uh, we can chat a little bit about some some ways to make those happen. What All do you right. think? Cool. Let's do it. Okay. So the first goal that I like to recommend to folks is to first and foremost, cook more at home. Okay. So as couples, particularly maybe if you're in the earlier stages, you might tend to go out a lot, right? You go mm-hmm. out and you, you date and you have dinner dates or lunch dates or boozy brunches. Mm-hmm. And we know that number one, portion sizes at restaurants are not exactly super tiny. Mm-hmm. And those things can add up both from the wallet as well as the waste. That's right. Yeah. And you don't like a lot of times something might taste amazing at your favorite restaurant, but you don't necessarily know what's going into it. Exactly. You have no idea how much salt they're using or butter, all those good, all those good tasty things. But yeah, we know that can add up after a while. So when you are cooking more at home, you definitely have a lot more control over Mm -hmm. what's happening at, at your meals. What about ordering out too? And that, that kind of that falls into the category as well, because even, you know, when we do takeout and one of the, the top tips I, I tell people all the time when they do takeout is make sure you're plating your food because you can pack a lot into those takeout containers. Mm-hmm. Like I know when we order from like, let's say a local Italian deli mm-hmm. and we get like a like a dinner with like mm-hmm. a pasta and a protein or something. Yeah. Once we put that on the plate, we usually get like two meals out of that thing. Yeah. I mean, uh I think if you're eating, I think a lot of people probably do like the halvesies, right? Like uh, they'll eat half for one meal and then half for lunch or something like that. Right. But but like, but and I think a lot of times people tend to like, uh, if you're two people ordering out, you order two whole entire uh, dinners. Yeah. But another way to do it is to just order one, right? And then split that one. Now that assumes you both like the same stuff. And in some cases you and I kind of diverge there and other times like, 
a chicken parm with spaghetti or something like that is going to be good for both of us. And we just split one. Right. But even with that, if you maybe can't agree on a meal and you want to order separate meals, you can still have leftovers that you can have for lunch or dinner the following night. So there's definitely ways you can maximize that meal that you're that you're ordering out. So you think about like a takeout container, right? Like a round takeout container. It may be the same size as like a dinner plate. But the food's all packed. But it's like an inch thick and they pack a ton of food in there. So I challenge you guys. Next time you order out, plate your food and see how much you actually have left over. Yeah. Once you once you put it out on the plate, I think I think you'll be surprised. All right. Yeah. So that ties back to our our cooking at at home, and you know I have a lot of clients and couples I've worked with over time, and when they tell me how frequently they eat out, like I said, that stuff adds up. Some people do it every night. Yeah. Yeah, I have I have some folks and they have like their standard places that they order from mm-hmm. or, you know, they do like takeout. They have that delivery ready to go. So I encourage you cook more at home. And maybe if you're not the best cook, it's a great time to start to learn. There's lots of resources out there between, you know, you got your food network. We got a million and one blogs out there that you can learn cooking skills and good old fashioned YouTube can teach you how to do anything. All right. Yeah. And plus, it might be a fun activity to do together. <laughs> Depending on who you're who you're in the kitchen with. I love you dearly, but you and I do not belong in the kitchen together. It's either you or it's me. The Ita- Italian women do not play well in the kitchen. Right. Okay, so I'm glad you admitted it because it's not because of me. <laughs> no, it's it's just it's our breed. Yeah. So, it's either you or it's me. But other people, they might be able to actually work together in the kitchen. Yeah. So if you are that rock on. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Do it. Yeah. So we'll put some uh, tips up on the show notes for how you can start cooking more at home. All right. Second thing. And this is probably like my my jam, my wheelhouse, and that is meal planning and meal prepping. I love me a meal plan. So like a lot of people probably cringe at that because they think it takes like hours and hours of time to like plan for a week's worth of meals or something like that. Yeah. And I I have to... um, Thank but not thank social media for making meal prepping sexy and scary all at the same time (laughs) because I go on, you know, Sunday meal prep and I see like these, you know, tables and countertops and they have all those like, you know, little takeout containers and it's the same meal, like 12 of them, Mm. like all laid out. And I don't know about you. Well, first of all, I know your leftover threshold and that's two meals, but if you've ever had like the same vegetables that were cooked on Sunday and then ate them on Friday. Mm-hmm. That's not tasty. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah. I'm with you. Um, and 12, if there's 12, that means a family of four is eating it three times. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or taking it for, you know, you're taking it for lunch and you're having it for dinner. Like yeah. then, then you're gonna have like two day meals. Yeah. Then, uh, by the third time for me, I'd like eat half of it, go, I'm sick of this. And then like, he's like, throw it at me. <laughs> I wouldn't throw it at you. Stop. You're not a battered wife. <laughs> Jeez, uh, I would not throw it at you. I'd like stop eating it. And then like about an hour later, I'd look for something else to eat. Right. So then then that promotes snacking, therefore mm-hmm. negating the whole meal prepping concept. Right. Um, and also, too, as you mentioned, um, you know, especially if you work a full time job Monday through Friday, like weekends are precious time. Yep. Do you really want to be spending all day Sunday in the kitchen? No, I want to spend it watching football. I I know. <laughs> you want to be spending watching football. I want to be going to like yoga and out and about and shopping, especially in the summertime. Yeah. And I want to be at the beach. Uh, I don't beach, want to be yeah. meal prepping. Um, so there's definitely some more saner approaches that you can take to meal prepping. Mm-hmm. So some simple things that you can do um, are thinking about you know, what is it that you can do ahead of time? What is it that you can do maybe the day of? And what can you do like right at that at that meal time? Mm-hmm. And also multitasking, you know, when you're prepping at meal time. So um, first and foremost, I usually say that the thing that you want to prep the most of is um, like your side dishes. So thinking about like your grains and your starches, which number one can take a little longer to cook, like uh, rice and things on average can take anywhere from 15 to 30. There's even some that can take up to 45 minutes to an hour to cook, depending on the grain. So that's something you, that's nice. You can batch cook it and have it. And you're a little bit more lenient with like the side dishes and you can spruce those up over the week as well. You can add, you know, other seasonings or sauces and and um, ways to, to make the side dishes a little bit more exciting. Um, you know, vegetables, I think 
you know, maybe not cooking, a, a, you know, the same vegetable f- to have for the whole week is ultimately ideal, but maybe cooking a vegetable that like a, like a bunch of asparagus or like mm-hmm. a big batch of um, broccoli or something that you can maybe cook and then have it maybe two nights in a row and mm-hmm. then do something else. Um, and the other thing as you're, you know, maybe prepping vegetables and grains is you can be maybe making a lunch at the same time as you're doing that. Mm-hmm. So then, that, then that's a little bit of some multitasking that's happening as you're doing that as well. Um, and then your main proteins that you can either um, have, you know, by the day of. A lot of places now you can go and, like, buy things already pre-marinated. And, and these, like, prep kits are super popular now if you ever go, you know, if you ever notice when you go into the, the supermarket now. I mean, basically you walk in, the first thing you see are these, like, meals that are like prepped and it's like, you know, put this seasoning with this Mm -hmm. and and add this here. So, you know, I think we're finding some ways to help make, again, that cooking at home a lot more feasible and attainable for Mm -hmm. for people to do. Um, Another thing I love to teach is I learned this concept, they call it like season before you, season before freezing. So taking your protein and adding on, you know, sauces or seasonings onto it and then freezing it. Right. So then that way, when you take it out and it's defrosting, it's kind of marinating all at the same time. So rather than freezing your chicken, waiting for it to thaw out, then adding your marinator seasoning. So you're kind of skipping a couple of steps in in the process there. Gotcha. So season before freezing. And then, um, you know, finding ways that you can prep some freezer meals, have ways that you can take things out, knowing your cooking styles or preferences. So if you love slow cooker, Having some meals that are prepped that you can throw in the slow cooker in the morning. Or if you like to grill, having, again, season before freezing is great for grilling because you mm-hmm. can have it ready to go and throw it on the grill when you get home from work or throw it in the broiler if it's too cold out and dark and you don't want to go outside and find your grill in the, in the dark. And then if you are interested in learning more about some meal prepping skills, I have meal prep kits that I um, that I work with and help teach people how to um, – you can actually prep 10 meals in like under two hours, which is pretty badass. All right. And make lunch at the same time. And make lunch at the same time. Maybe even prep a breakfast or two. All right. Yeah. So there's lots of that. And actually, I'm going to – I'll share on the show notes. I have um, some breakfast and lunch options that you can prep ahead of time, and um, it's not like sandwiches. So enjoy that. Cool. All right. Third thing, and I mentioned this earlier, um, we start to look at budgets a lot this time of year. So another big thing to think about is how can you cut food costs in your in your household? Well, I think the first one is a good way to do that. Cooking more at home will significantly, significantly drop your food costs down. What else? Um, the other thing too is getting back to that planning and prepping. So when you have a plan in place, so um, I, we talked a lot about the meal prep part of the of you know, goal number two, but we didn't really talk about the plan part. So once you actually have like your food, it helps to know like when you're actually going to eat it. Um, so writing out a plan and whether it's for the week um, or beyond that, you know, but have a, a sense so you know what it is that you're going to have. So number one, it helps you with the prepping. So you know what the heck you're making, you know what the heck you're going to buy at the grocery store. So it's all working backwards. Um, and then that way, you know what you're going to have. And, you know, maybe go out and buy something that you could put on the fridge and magnet and you can write what the meals will be for the week. Because I think it helps to be on, on in sync with yeah, that. Yeah, we've as done a that couple. a couple of times. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then also knowing too, are there nights where you might not be, or, you know, you might have an event or mm-hmm. you um, may not be around and then maybe you're fending for yourself. You're having a gentleman's choice. Mm-hmm. Or you um, maybe have a night where you just need something fast or you want to plan to have a leftover. Yeah. Well, I've even found it helpful. Like when you put together, like here's the meals we're having for the week. Um, there have been times when I've had to make a choice at lunch. Uh, I'm like, you know, what I'm going to have for lunch. And I'm like, oh, well, I'm having I'm having seafood tonight. So I'm not going to have something. Right. Like you don't want to get like the salmon burger at right. lunch. Yeah. And then we're having salmon for dinner that <laughs> night. Exactly. Because you'll throw it at me because you've had salmon oh twice in one day. Oh, my God. I don't throw food at you. <laughs> I've never thrown food at you. No food fights. No food fights in the house. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like that that helps me even plan other meals, right? Is like if I know what I'm having for dinner, then I can probably make lunch something else. Yeah, absolutely. So getting in the habit of that. And I actually do teach people and I do it myself 
is um, actually trying to plan out for the month. So when I go and I do that meal prepping and I, you know, like I prep those 10 meals, I can plug those in and I know, you know, what other nights I need fast meals or plan for leftovers or we're going to go out that night. Um, and it, it's not as scary as it sounds, I promise. So if you have questions, you can email podcast at nutritionnuptials.com and we'll talk about how you can plan your meals for the month in a non-scary way. Um, okay, so getting back to cutting food costs, that planning part plays a factor mm-hmm. in as well. Because like I said, you have a plan, you know what you're making, you're going to buy what you need. And there's probably the a lot less store. waste that way. A ton, a ton less waste. Because what we don't want to be doing is going out and buying vegetables that we had no plan for, and then they go bad. Mm-hmm. And then we throw them out. Right. Because that's just literally throwing money in the garbage. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to be doing that. Um, so that definitely helps. Eating more at home um, can help as well. And and I think, um, you know, when you start doing a little, you know, planning and doing more of that cooking at home, like you will definitely see a dramatic difference. Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, and we had done this a couple of years ago um, because I think this was right when we were thinking about buying a house mm-hmm. was we're like, OK, like how much like we're not spending that much when we go out. <laughs> And then we sat and we started, um, every time we came home, we would keep the receipt and write down, you know, what we spent at this restaurant. And there'd be days where it's like, maybe we went out to lunch and mm-hmm. dinner yeah. or we, you know, went to a happy hour and then mm-hmm. dinner. Yeah. So we started like writing it down on the calendar and it was like. Well, I would, I would bring home the receipt and then I made you the secretary who would put it into the calendar. So that way you had visibility to it as well. Yes. And, and same thing. We had a calendar. We put it on our fridge. And we would write down, okay, this is what we spent Saturday night. This is what we spent Sunday. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was kind of sobering. Yeah, well, I, but it also, right. It wasn't, like, su- it wasn't surprising, but it was sobering I, it, it when you see, surprising. like, the number. Right. When you, when you, like, when you look at the annual number, like, every time I look at the annual number, I'm like, holy moly. Um, but, like, even you break it down into weeks, right, or and, and days, then you're like, oh, I see how I can get to that number pretty quickly. Right. right. And then uh, I, I think what it did for us was it just made us more cognizant. Right. So like if we went out Friday night, then maybe we made more of an effort to stay in Saturday night, at least for dinner part. Maybe we still went out and did other things. Right. But there were times where it would be like Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, yeah. maybe even Sunday for yeah. like brunch or something. And then sure. we're like, oh, my God. Yeah, there was there was definitely. Yeah, for sure. And I, I'm sure a lot of people do that. But and don't realize how much you're spending on that until you either write it down or you literally have the receipt sitting on your kitchen table and there's like 12 of them. Right. And you're like, where did these come from? This is just last week. You right. know, like, so like that can get, that can, it, it's your word, sobering, right? Like, or it just makes you more cognizant. Don't bury your head in the sand, see how much you're spending on meals. And then that will probably promote you and motivate <laughs> you to cook more at home. Yeah, exactly. Because if you know you're, I mean, I can say on average, if we go out for breakfast on average, we're probably dropping Thirty dollars for two yeah, people, which isn't bad. But if you're doing that, same and thing then lunch, for maybe, same thing for maybe brunch, lunch. Yeah, and then I mean dinner can be, you know, I can, depending s- on where you go, significantly more yeah. than that. Yeah. yeah. Once you have uh, cut back on that, another great way that you can cut back on costs is goal number four, which is to eat more plants. <laughs> plants are cheaper than protein. It's an animal proteins. Uh huh. This one's less appealing to me, but I think there's other people who who would be in this in this camp. Well, overall, you know, the trends are showing that people are looking to cut back on plant um, on animal based proteins and can consume more plant based proteins. I mean, there's things like um, Meatless Monday that's been uh, a big campaign that's been out there for a while of promoting people, and it doesn't necessarily mean you have to go through all Monday and eat absolutely no meat. Maybe it's just at lunch or dinner. You don't have an animal product. So I can get my pork roll and cheese for breakfast. But then have a salad for lunch. <laughs> okay. I got, I'm not participating, um, but it's good for other people. Yeah. I mean, there's other movements, too. There's, um, I remember the the Mushroom Council. This is their their big campaign, as they call it, um, Blenditarian, which is taking ground meat, but also taking, um, like, chopped up mushrooms and mixing them together. Mm-hmm. So it's like a half meat mushroom mixture. I've made it before with, like, meatballs and stuff. You didn't even know. You didn't even know. I've, I've commented on... Listen, your mother makes the best meatballs. I'm not even taking that back on like I've had you when you've made the pure meat meatballs following your mother's recipe. Yes. They're the best. Yeah. I And trust me, I know. And, you know, we've talked about it's not about making it a like one to one swap. Mm. Yes, it's going to be different. It's not going to be the same, but mm-hmm. it's, you know, something different to try with it. 
Um, and then, um, like I mentioned, doing maybe just one meal a day that doesn't have animal products in it. Um, maybe you're feeling brave and you want to try and experiment when you're cooking at home with things like tofu, which I know sounds so scary. I'm going to say these like scary words right now. I'm going to look at Taco's <laughs> face every time I say them. <laughs> tofu. Yeah. Tempa. No, oh, we're going to get to one that I like soon. Satan. Satan. It's not Satan. Satan. It's not yeah. Satan. It, it, the, it's spelled the same, right? No. Oh. Well, I call it Satan. I know. <laughs> I bought Satan bacon one time, and he's like, Satan bacon. <laughs> but I will say the uh, plant-based alternatives to meats, and yes, again, they're never going to be a one-to-one swap, but they're getting a lot better. Mm-hmm. There's some really, sure. really great options out there. So don't be afraid to go down, as you like to call it. Um, oh, this might be a taco terminology. What is it? Like at, at Wegmans, there's like the crunchy section. <laughs> I think I called it that once, and you just, I've, I've let it go, but you uh, have res- keep resurrecting it. All but right. yeah, the crunchy section at Wegmans. Sure. The crunchy section, where it's like, you know, a lot of, again, the plant-based proteins yeah. and, and nut milk alternatives yeah. and, you know, butter made out of whatever. All right. Cue the music. Crunchy aisle. Taco terminology. If you are uh, looking for some alternatives for what you can do to eat more plant-based options, uh, again, I'll post that in the show notes as well. And there's, again, a million blogs and Pinterest boards all dedicated to vegetarian and vegan food. Um, And there's even, again, even though we're trying to cut back on costs, a ton of restaurants, I think, that are doing it really well Mm -hmm. out there. So, you know, don't be afraid to go to the scary vegan restaurant. Well, it might be the only way you can have dinner with some of your friends. It might be the only way you have dinner with some of your friends. The other thing, too, is, like, I know some of these... Protein alternatives might seem a little uh, intimidating. Like, mm-hmm. I know people that think, like, tofu is, like, the scariest thing to cook. Quite frankly, it's very easy because it takes on the flavor of whatever you cook it in. And if you're using a, um, like, a firm or extra firm tofu, it's going to cook like meat. I promise. So, um, but if you're not sure, try it out first. And right. then you can commit. Number five. All right. Number five. Dedicate more time to be active together. Or separately. <laughs> well, what's interesting to me about this one is um, you and I actually work out um, together very infrequently. But, you know, because I think we've we've gotten to our specific routines, which we've talked about before. Um, but I think for a lot of people, that's how you like if you're not doing something, if you're not in a routine, then engaging somebody else, particularly your significant other, in um, in doing something together can help motivate both of you. Yeah, absolutely. And it doesn't have to be anything super intense. So maybe you do go to a fitness class together. But it could also be something as simple as maybe you go out and take a hike mm-hmm. or take a walk. Like we like sometimes we'll go take a walk on the boardwalk. Yep. Now we have Shiva the Diva who, you know, we go and we can take for walks or take to the boardwalk. She board loves walk. chasing the ball on the beach. Yeah, I mean, Shiva loves it. And, you know, it's helped me get, you know, my, my throwing arm back in shape. Uh-huh, yeah, cause from your uh, softball days or whatever? Yes. <laughs> you never played softball. I did. Oh, you did? I did. Oh, how, not in high school? No, I played in middle school. Okay, all right. And I was a catcher, and I was damn good. Okay, Okay. all right. Because I always, knew the, I always knew the ball was going to be coming at me, so, like, <laughs> you were prepared. When you're in the outfield, like. There are like, so many jokes right there. No. <laughs> Yes, when you're in the outfield, you never know if the ball. Yeah, is you're like come shortstop. Over. Like you could be, you're like whacked in the face. <laughs> wow, your reflexes are really bad if you're getting whacked in the face all the way from shortstop. You shouldn't be playing there if you're getting whacked in the face. Yeah. So hence, I did not, I did not continue on into in high right. school. But with, now you're throwing softball. But now I'm throwing at Shiva. Yeah. Sometimes she brings it back. Sometimes she doesn't. Most of the time, she brings it back. Yeah. Um, So there's a a lot of ways you can get out there and maybe even changing up your date night routine. And rather than going out to dinner, maybe you change up and do something active and go on a hike. Or do both. Or do both. Or go on a hike and have a picnic. Oh, man. (gasps) Now you're getting. Hike, picnic. Hike, picnic. Hike, picnic. (laughs) Hike, picnic. 
The hikenick. The hikenick. All right. We, we just created a term. You heard Live right here on the Nutrition Nuptials podcast. You heard The hikenick. You heard it here first, folks. Hikenick. Put it on your calendar for warmer weather days. Yeah. All right. Um, number six, be more present at mealtime. So, um, you know, this is something both from an attention span as well as um, where you're eating. So both your, your external environment as well as your behaviors at, at mealtime. So first and foremost, I am like the biggest advocate to eat your meals at the table. We have one of those. We have one. I've been an advocate for one. Um, I, I do have a lot of clients when I ask them where they eat their meals. They do tell me they eat on the couch. Mm-hmm. And usually when we're eating meals on the couch, we're probably having Doing something TV, else, yeah. Probably have the TV on or laptop or whatever. Right. And that causes us to be not quite as present at meals, which means that sometimes we're not paying attention to what we're eating. We may not be paying attention to how much we're having. Right. Again, getting back to like the takeout, if you're mm-hmm. eating takeout in front of the TV, um, you know, and you're kind of mindlessly eating, you could take that big ass container down. Yeah. And as we said, you can get about four portions out of that. So two meals. So that's that's or two meal well, two meals when we're sharing <laughs> at it. Um, so yeah, and and you know limiting the TV. Um, I always, you know, have the um, no technology at the table. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes I actually abide by it. Sometimes he abides by it. Unfortunately, again, we're in the thick of football season, and sports betting is legal in New Jersey, so. That has nothing God to do with it. Me. I was doing stuff before any of that was relevant. Yeah. So no technology at the table. Again, avoiding the distractions because then you can talk to each other, which is important. Um, even music, um, you know, maybe not playing like some like super loud rock music, which we do tend to like, but maybe some softer instrumental music to, again, promote more conversation. Um, and then also, too, at mealtimes, trying to avoid negative talk i mean again like you know if you have a shitty day at work and you want to you know and it's getting you down don't talk about um it. <laughs> don't talk about the table because like number one it definitely affects your appetite yeah right and then we and then we don't want to eat um and you know having like really stressful conversations at mealtime is just awkward so save it for afterwards yeah don't ruin my dinner don't ruin dinner <laughs> hashtag, hashtag don't ruin dinner hashtag don't ruin dinner nutrition nuptials um, number seven, this is something that um, I know maybe necessarily you're not super into, but um, I do a lot of corporate wellness work and meditation has become super, super popular. Um, a lot of it in the workplace as well as just overall, I think, becoming a lot more universally accepted and you know, people don't think it's just like some like monk on a mountaintop sitting in like lotus pose, roaming mm-hmm. for hours on end. Um, meditation is really just breathing. Which sounds less scary when you put it that way, right? I guess so. I'm I'm less meditative. I'm more reflective. All right. Well, I mean, even just taking some time, right? You know, we're in our days and we're pounding away on, on the laptop and just kind of taking some time away from that. Close your eyes. Taking three deep breaths can totally change your entire day. I think I've done that before. I didn't realize I was meditating. Right. Look at you. <laughs> Good old-fashioned breathing. The deep breaths. Right. So deep, deep breathing and, and taking those breaths in. And make sure they're big, like, belly breaths. Like, when you take a big breath in, your, like, belly should be expanding out. Use your diaphragm. Well, well, that's more for the, for the out. But, like, you know, take that big breath in, let the belly expand. That's going to give you some nice deep breaths. A lot of times, especially when we're in work environments and we're in high-stress situations, we breathe very shallow. So we breathe a lot more rapidly. We're not getting full breath in, and that actually inhibits how much oxygen we're getting throughout our body, including the brain and your, your joints and your ligaments. So make sure that you are getting those, those nice big deep breaths in mm-hmm. with that. And there's tons of great apps out as well. So if you need some help starting with a meditation practice, I highly recommend check out apps like Calm or Headspace uh, you can download and check out. Um, just don't listen to them in the car when you're driving because, um, you know. <laughs> you don't want to fall asleep. You don't want to fall asleep. You don't want to close your eyes. You don't yeah. want to take your attention off the road. But when Maybe you get take home, some deep breaths. That's fine. Deep breaths at the stoplight, do it. If you have a stressful commute, take some nice big deep breaths at any stoplight or if you're in stop and go traffic and do it. All right. Goal number eight, plan one date night a week. I have a bone to pick with this one. Okay. It's way too low on the list. Why isn't this is like a top three? This was like kind of written stream of consciously, I think, when I wrote the list. I so your stream of consciousness put this number eight? Yes. 
<laughs> this one should be a way higher. Okay. Well, I mean, it's not like a, you know, it's not a ranking. Level. It's not a ranking. All it's right. just, you know, these are ideas. Okay. Plan one date night a week. Okay. Okay. So why do you, why do you feel this needs more priority? Um, I think, well, I think you wrote about it in the blog post yourself, but, uh, I think a lot of people as they are further along in their relationship, I think new people, new people in new relationships probably do this a lot, right? But it's like, whether you have kids or you've been married a while or even an empty nester, whatever it is, I think that tends to drop off later, whatever point in, in the marriage, right? And um, I think it's really important to set aside that time for each other. That's like, this is when we're going to be focused on each other. Because it's really easy to just get into the daily grind every single day, even on, even on the weekends. People's weekends are busy, right? So like, even if you're not setting aside specific time on, on the weekend for each other even, um, that can be, and then you like get months and months down the road or years down the road and you're like, oh my God, what have we been doing? We haven't even taken time to like enjoy being with each other. So right. that's why I think it's important. Yeah. And I, and I totally, totally agree with that as well. And, you know, I think people tend to think dating is more for like newbies in relationships, but dates just need to happen like all the time. So. And they can be, they can be going out to dinner. They can be going to a concert. I think you wrote about some of these things. They don't have to be. They don't always have to be like some big fancy dinner. No. They can, it can be any activity you enjoy together. It could, you can merge this with uh, fitness together and stuff you, like yeah, that. Yeah, you could, you could do a fitness activity as your date. You can, I mean, even let's say that maybe you're trying to save money and you don't want to go out to eat a big fancy dinner. Cook a nice meal at home together. And then maybe let's say you have a nice dining room and you go sit in the dining room and have a, have a nice dinner there or you don't use your table very often and you sit or if you are and this is something that not many people are registering for but if you did register for nice wedding china and you never use it <laughs> maybe break the nice china and crystal out for date night all right so you're to gonna enjoy. so you're going to treat me to a meal at home on the dining room table with all the china yes all right R write that down and it's recorded here on the nutrition Uptuals podcast where you're going to use the dining room table we're going to use the dining room table to eat on <laughs> <laughs> All right. So along with that, that goes with goal nine, which is to do something new each month. Mm -hmm. So, you know, fitting in that one date night a week is something that we want to work on. But maybe doing something completely new and out of the box once a month. Get adventurous. Okay. Give me some ideas. So some things that you can do is maybe you keep hearing about like a local hotspot. And everyone's like, oh, my God, have you been to, um, you know, this cool bar concert venue or, um, ha you know, we have like this like pinball arcade by us mm -hmm. with like all these like old school um, uh, arcade pinball games. And and, uh, yeah. it's, a, it's a pinball museum um, that they have. And you're like, you know what? I've like driven past this a million times. I've never been in there. Let's go check it out. Or throw some axes. Throw. Yes. Hatchet throwing. That is a not at each other. <laughs> <laughs> Just to clarify at a wooden block. Not at each other. Yeah, so hatchet throwing has become very popular at the Jersey Shore, and I believe they have franchised like all yeah, over. They're all um, over now. So you can go throw some hatchets. That's, That's something new. That is definitely something something new about it. Um, you know, maybe just get in the car and drive, and if you're within driving distance to a local city or another town, go check go check that out. Uh, and then um, maybe maybe you even get super adventurous and go on like a little getaway or a little vacation. Whoa. One night, Ben breakfast. One night. Right? All right. One then, night only. Right? And then you can combine, like, your date night and... Wow. You're night. combining a, like, two, number five, number eight, all right? in like, one place. Look at how the, all these goals come together. Yeah. Awesome. They live harmoniously together. And then, final, final goal of the new year for couples to make is actually take a little time for yourself. Like, separate from each other. Like, separate. Mm-hmm. Self-care. Yeah, that's important, too. Self-care is not selfish care. <laughs> I mean, you've got your yoga time. I've got my gym time, which, you know, sometimes they're at the same time, but they're in separate places. Right. And, you know, I think we've talked about this as well on the podcast about, you know, aiming to maintain your own identity, even when you're in a relationship. Like, yes, we're Taco and Mandy, but... We're There's, not like talk handy or... No, we don't have a weird moniker. Or Mantico or something. Yeah, no. But then like, you know, go places and like, you know, people know me as, you know, Mandy the dietitian or Mandy the yogi or... I think it's, it's, always, it's always interesting. Well, because you are uh, involved in a lot more 
social circles just because of your profession and you do a lot of networking and things. So I think it's always interesting to see how people react to me when they first meet me because they may have heard of me or seen me on Instagram or something like that, or uh, but they know you. They don't know you as being part of the of this relationship, right? right? And then so then it's always interesting to see how people react when they meet me. Like, oh, I've heard so much about you. And like, oh, my God, you're just like what Mandy said. Or like, oh, you guys are so great together. Like, the, I think that's really interesting is like those comments, right? Um, because they're used to you being you, but not used to you with me and right. how we interact together. Right. Um, so I think that. It just speaks to what you're saying is that like that you have your own personality. I'm pretty sure I can say the same thing about myself. Um, but then there's a dynamic that happens when we get together, too. So I have a question and I'll pose this to Taco as well as you listeners as well. How do you feel when you go somewhere and let's say you meet like your spouse's whatever, friends from gym or work, and they say, I've I've heard so much about you. <laughs> I mean, uh, so when I get that, I'm assuming it's all good. Because, like, why would I assume anything else? Um, so I don't ever think I'm not I don't I've never responded to that question in a way like, oh, my God, what have you what have you heard at work? Maybe that's a little bit different. You know, like, oh, watch out for this guy or something like that. Um, but in, in I think in personal life, I don't I've never thought that that was a a bad thing. Like you're you're talking trash on me to <laughs> other people or something like that. Oh, you're Mandy. I've heard so much about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen for like vocal inflections right. on that. Like, yeah, what, yeah. What have you? What no, have, I've what never. Have you heard? It hasn't been an issue for me. Or maybe I'm just like there's a possibility that uh, I have an overly positive image of myself, and I should be a little bit more concerned about what when people say that. But I don't think that's the case. And that is because you take some time for yourself, and you have your own identity, and then we can talk about all the wacky things that you do in your own identity. <laughs> Yeah, Taco's identity does a lot of crazy things. Yeah, and uh, I even talked about this on the blog. Uh, it was over the summer because uh, you were away in, in Vegas, and I was saying, like, you know, like, sometimes it's nice to take, like, I call it a meekend. Yeah. Take, uh, take a meekend right. out and have a little time for your, like, a whole weekend, man. I get the bed, well, you, to, my, I get you, the bed to myself. I can watch <laughs> shitty stuff on TV. <laughs> I can make whatever weird ass vegan meal I want. Like, yeah, life is good. Well, and and I mean, this. So you use the Vegas when I go to Vegas with the guys as like your example of that. Um, but like, there's a lot. Of, I, I travel a lot for work, so like, there's a lot of times you're just home, and sometimes it goes over the weekend too. But you do the same, right? Like when you travel, I get the house all to myself, and I get all those. I could watch whatever I want on television, eat whatever I want, sort of thing, which is like my way of. Having my own me time. Right. So there's there's fun ways to do it. Yeah, so it's either something that's intentional or maybe not intentional. Right. But try and make more intentional me time. Intentional me time. Intentional. And it's easier for people who don't have kids, obviously. But, like, uh, I think it's probably more of an issue or harder to do for those who do have children. Absolutely. And, you know, my friends with, with kids, you know, a lot of it is, again, communication with your significant other. of right. Like, hey, you know what? I would love... An hour, two hours, can I go get a manicure? Can you watch the kids? Yeah. And a lot, I mean, I think we talk about the gym a lot, but that's because like you and I frequent, that. that's like one of our social circles. Um, and from my experience, like I, there's literally couples who will uh, back to back their gym time at, at the gym that I go to. And so like one person will go to the gym and then the, the significant other will uh, take this, the other car with the kids in it. And come, um, you know, drop off. Uh, sorry, they will, uh, you know, kind of go to the gym, but then the first person then drives the kids back home. Right. right. And so, like, that's their way of like they both get to uh, enjoy some me time or going to the gym on their own, um, but the kids are all taken care of. Right. Yeah, and, uh, and again, that's just communication, coordination, right. and planning. Exactly. Which, when you're, if you're, you know. In it to win, and as a couple, you got to have those things to, to make it happen, as well as taking care of yourself. Right. And your health. In it to win it. You're in it to win it with your with your significant other. Yeah. With your buddy. All right. All right. So that's your 10. So those are our top 10. So I'd love to hear what you guys think about it. If you have any 
goals that you think are sticking out to you that you want to be working on. Maybe there's another goal that I didn't bring up that you're working on as a couple. So shout it out to us. You can tell us um, by shooting us an email or you can head on over to Facebook and check out the Nutrition Nuptials podcast VIP after party and share what your goals are as a couple or individually. It doesn't have to be as a couple. Um, and share us your 2019 goals. Let us know what you're thinking. All right. All right. So, Taco, you think uh, I think we can send these folks out into the world and start working on their goals? Yes, I think we have another podcast down. Let's get on those goals for 2019 or yeah. just for life in general. Yeah, so get out and crush it, folks. Yeah, in it to win it. In it to win it. Do it. Go on a hike, Nick. <laughs> hike, Nick. Hike, Nick. I got, I'm we gonna... created some stuff today. I know. We got some, this, there's some gems. I know. We made some word babies today. Word babies. Get <laughs> monikers. Word babies. All right. All right. Well, thanks again so much for tuning in to another episode of the Nutrition Nuptials podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions for the show, shoot us an email over at podcast at nutritionnuptials.com. As I said, we are looking for lots of couples to be featuring, whether you want to just uh, share a, a picture or video on our social media or you want to share your story on the blog or even get on the podcast and have a double date with Taco and Mandy. It's not as intimidating as it sounds. It's super fun. I, I think we've had fun with every single They've all been good. couple that we've, we've talked to. So um, keep up the trend. And we love, we love talking with some cool people and hearing all about your stories and adventures of how you're learning how to live healthy lifestyles together. For more advice on staying healthy with your significant other, head over to nutritionnuptials.com where you can get nutrition, fitness, recipes, meal plans, and a whole lot more. And if you want to connect in the social realm, you can follow me, Mandy, at Mandy Enright RD over on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, and YouTube. And if you want to check out all the couple's features, head over to Instagram at nutrition underscore nuptials for the Instagram world. And if you just want to see what wacky things Taco and Mandy are up to or how we're and doing. And sometimes some, Shiva. And Shiva. And how uh, some of our uh, maybe some date night and gym adventures are going. You can follow hashtag adventures of Taco and Mandy. To connect with other health-loving couples, head over to Facebook and check out the Nutrition Nuptials podcast VIP after party where we keep the conversation going after the show. If you're enjoying the Nutrition Nuptials podcast, head on over to iTunes, drop us a rating, leave a review. We'd love to hear from you guys and make sure you tell a friend about the show. If you're looking for other ways to support the show, you can head over to patreon.com slash nutritionnuptials where you can support the show for as little as a dollar a month. And as a patron of Nutrition Nuptials, you will have the opportunity to get access to special events, prizes, giveaways, and discounts, including a discount on my upcoming 21 Healthy Habits Challenge. So for more info on that, head over to patreon.com slash nutritionnuptials. And we thank all of our show supporters for all they have done for us and the show. Well, thank you so much for saying I do to your happily, healthfully ever after. Happy 2019. Adios, amigos. Happy New Year, Taco. Happy New Year. I, what? Yeah, you I, want a New Year's kiss again or something? Yes. <laughs> you're, you're looking at me like you expect me to do or say something, and I am not reading your cues very well right no, now. No, because I totally... You blanked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>